praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry coming to you with the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word of God. We're just so grateful that you're connecting with us, praise God, whether you're uh, listening in on podcasts or watching us uh, through uh, the Internet somehow or another, praise God, connecting with Vimeo, whatever it is, Roku, praise God. We're just grateful that you're connecting with us, praise God. So we are uh, doing a midweek service. Let's dive into our key verse we've been using all year long, and that's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It says this, verse 11, Now all these things happened to them as examples, talking again about the children of Israel in context. It says, And they were written for our admonition or teaching or instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. And In other words, just basically saying that no matter how much you read this or when you read this, this is always going to be able to speak to you. Always be able to, you can always lean, learn and glean something uh, every time you uh, read it. Praise God. Now today, uh, again, we've been talking about our patriarchs of faith. I guess today I'm going to talk about maybe our greatest example ever, and his name is Jesus. Praise God. So I'm going to go to the Gospel of John. We're going to talk about the life of Jesus, the Gospel of John. And uh, we're going to go to chapter 14, and I'm going to talk about Jesus being, um, being our greatest example, praise God. Amen. Obviously, we're not going to be able to get all the way through this in one service, but uh, we'll at least kind of dive into it a little bit, see how far we get today. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, there's a lot we could say about Jesus' life. Amen. So I'm in the book of, whoop, I better get to the right book, John 14. Here we go. Verse 12, a common text says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works or the deeds or the actions that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And obviously telling us, praise God, the same works and actions that he's done, praise God, that we're also able to do. Amen. That's why he becomes our greatest example, praise God. Now, the scripture says this. Let me just kind of real quickly give you a few references here. Uh, 1 Peter 2 and 21 says this, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, praise God, that you should follow in his steps. Amen. John 13 and 15, praise God, says this, I have given you an example. This is Jesus himself talking. Amen. I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Praise God. And Ephesians 5, Paul writes this. Praise God. He says this. Therefore be, here we go, imitators of God as dear children. Now that word imitator, the Greek word of that is where we get our word to mimic. Okay. Uh, it means to follow or simulate, but it just literally means to follow after. Praise God. In other words, to Follow, uh, uh, like we're talking about, as an example. Follow Him as an example, praise God. Amen. Now, we know a lot of things in Scripture, and, uh, you know, as far as the life of Jesus, uh, we see, uh, you know, in His life, that how <clears throat> different ways that He deals with the enemy, uh, from temptation to sickness, disease, oppression. We see all kinds of different references, the way He deals with people. Uh, in some cases, he's very compassionate, reaching out, ministering to people. Other times, maybe dealing with the ignorance of, of man in certain areas. Sometimes even dealing with hypocrisy. There might be times of a rebuke or things that go on. Also, we see times where he deals with leadership, church leadership, even government. 
okay, and leaders in government, all right, and how uh, talks about in here uh, everything from uh, where you where your uh, line is as far as submission and uh, where you know you maybe resistance, okay, and all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot said in the life of Jesus. And so I today kind of just wanted to open this thing up. We're in the Gospel of John, and I want to kind of come at this in, a, um, in the angle of, of following him, what it means uh, to, you know, why was Jesus so successful in, in his endeavors? The things that he did, the actions, the words, the things that he said, uh, you know, all that. Why was he so successful? And I want to kind of take, uh, kind of take our uh, start right there. I want to look at it in the sense of, uh, you know, first called to follow him as an example, then why was he so successful, all right? John 4, please, and it says this in verse 34. It brings us out. It says, and Jesus said to them, of course, he was talking to his disciples in context. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My uh, food... That word food means sustenance, livelihood, necessity of, of life. My food is to do the will or determination, the purpose, uh, desire. That also means uh, to do the will of Him who sent me. And here we go, to finish His work, okay? That was the heart of Jesus, amen, was to follow the will of God, amen, and to finish what He was called to do, praise God. Now, hallelujah. Uh, so where it starts first off, amen, is uh, his willingness to follow God, amen. Now we, of course, just got off a series of uh, talking about the, you know, our resistance of the enemy, talking about silencing the enemy, I think it's how the series was called. And the idea is that, that, you know, it starts with you going to God, hearing from heaven, and then follow suit, amen, in the area of resisting your enemy. Well, Jesus, that's how he lived every day of his life. Every day of his life was... Uh, going before God, seeking God, um, getting, the, getting the direction, clarity, praise God. So let's take a look at that a little bit. Uh, we're in John five or John 4. Let's go to John 5 now. And I'm going to go to, uh, let's see here. I think I'll do a couple verses here, but I'm, let's just start with verse 30. So John 5 and verse 30, and he says this. This is Jesus talking. I can of myself do nothing, all right, as I hear... I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, here we go, but the will of the Father who sent me. I like that, right? So in other words, uh, I, I, don't, I can't do this on my own. He says, I'm, I'm going to God, I'm hearing from God, and then my judgments or my decision-making decision is what it's talking about here, is right or righteous, because I am not seeking my own will. That's the key. I'm not seeking my will. I'm seeking the will of the Father who sent me. Let's look at another verse earlier in the chapter, verse 19 here. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, and whatever he sees, or pardon me, whatever he does, in other words, what the Father does, the Son also does in like manner. All right, let's, let's look at another reference. Go to chapter 12. I know I'm kind of speeding through a little bit of this, but I want to kind of make my point and then move on here. In John 12, and actually the last couple verses in that chapter, and it says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me, he gave me a command, 
what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that the command is everlasting life. In other words, if I do what he says, amen, and say what he said to say, it's going to lead toward life, okay? Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Now, what you're seeing here, in a nutshell, kind of what we always say, you know, Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. Well, when did that happen? Well, in his seeking of the will of God. In other words, his time, his communion with God, his submitting to God, uh, you know, moving into God, drawing near to God. Uh, many times in Scripture we see where the Word said he went off to a deserted place to, uh, to seek God, to pray. And what's he doing? Well, first he's communing with the Father, amen, but he's getting his marching orders, so to speak. Okay, he always kind of, he sees things, he hears things, praise God. And actually, as you get become more and more intimate with God, those same things happen for you and me. That's why we can follow after his footsteps. That's why the same works that he does, we can do. Why? Because we have the same, uh, we have the same abilities, okay? All it takes is to take the time and the effort and the energy, praise God, to go before God, amen, to take some, some communion time with God, amen, and be attentive, amen. He'll begin to show you things. He'll begin to say things, praise God. And if you follow suit, praise God, you can be just as successful in your walk with God as Jesus was with His, praise God. That's why He becomes one of our greatest examples, or He is our greatest example, praise God. Amen. Okay, with that said, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go back a little bit further back here to chapter 6 of John. Looks like at the beginning here I'm spending a lot of time in the Gospel of John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, it says this in verse 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Now, I want to say this. I think this is probably as good a time as any to bring it out. Okay. The Word says, you know, the same works that He does, we shall do also. Okay. Well, why was He successful? Well, because He sought the will of God. Now, I'm just going to say this, okay, I'm going to toss this out here. You chew on it as we kind of move through this today, that we're not called necessarily to seek the works. Now, we should understand that the same works He does, we can do also an even greater work. We need to, be, we need to have a revelation or an understanding of that. But it isn't about us seeking to do the works as much as it is about seeking to know His will. Because if you follow His will, you'll do the works. And that's what made Jesus so successful. All right? He wasn't out to just try to you know, go out there and, 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 and do a bunch of works. Okay, You do that, and you're going to wear out real fast. All right? uh, so what it comes down to is hearing God, following God, amen, being obedient to the leading, praise God. Because when it really comes down to it, it's about following His will, following the purpose of God the desire of God, the determination, amen, that, that what God has laid out, praise God. If you will do that, you will fulfill uh, the area of doing the works and the greater works than these shall you do. Amen. This will happen. The key I'm trying to make today is why Jesus was so success, successful and why He becomes our greatest example. Because if we will follow what He did, then that same life will begin to work for you and me. And that comes down to this, what's biggest and key, maybe the greatest key of it all, is the time spent with God, 
to hear and to see, amen, and then to follow it, praise God, to have an ear to to hear and an eye to see, praise God, and then follow as he leads, amen. That's what makes us successful, praise God, hallelujah. So let me read that verse again. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will, in other words, to do the will of him who sent me. You know, if you think about it, um, Matthew 6, in, in the model prayer, Jesus, you know, he was telling the disciples how to pray, kind of giving them an outline of what to pray. He said this in the middle of it, he says, to pray your kingdom come, talking to the Father, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, part of that prayer time is that God's will be done on earth. Well, how's that will going to get done? Well, it's going to be through people like you and me, praise God. Amen. It's us walking this thing out. It's us, praise God, following as God leads and directs. So we're praying, amen, that His will will manifest, amen, right here on earth as it is in heaven, praise God. Now, a lot of good stuff going on in heaven, praise God. Well, the idea is to get days like heaven on earth, praise God. Well, how's that going to happen? Well, it's people like you and me, praise God, following Him, amen, seeking after His will, not our own will, but His will. Now, our own will may say, I'd like to see all the signs, the wonders, the miracles, all the works that He did all manifesting around me, and everywhere I go, I'm seeing, and then that's great. Nothing wrong with that, except I'm not here seeking my will. I'm here seeking His will, praise God. I'm going to follow Jesus in His example. Amen. That's why when you notice, when you look at the life of Jesus, the ministry time especially, those three and a half years that He flowed in ministry, you know, he didn't necessarily minister to every person he came in contact with. Now, there were moments, there were times, the scriptures are real clear, there were times when all got healed, and that, it, wherever he was at, they might have all got healed there. But there were times he went into an area where only one person he'd minister to and then leave, even though there was, you know, many there who were sick, diseased, or infirmed, whatever. The point is this, he followed the Father. He sought the will of God, amen. And because of that, praise God, he saw the works, he saw the wonders, he saw uh, the miracles, praise God, and praise God, he didn't wear out, praise God, he remained successful, everything he did produced, amen. So the point is this, amen, if we will take the time to seek God, seek his will on things. So that means it's a little bit of a, discipline on your part and my part. Amen. We're going to have to be disciplined in our time with God. Amen. Just like Jesus was. Amen. And when I'm talking about time with God, I'm not just talking about on your way to work, you know, or, uh, you know, while you're uh, doing your job or something. That might all be fine. There's a time for that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking about the quality, intimate time that one-on-one will you have with the Father where He can begin to show you things and begin to say things, give you things to say, amen, to another or whatever, or things to proclaim or speak out in, uh, you know, the Word says whatever you bind on earth is bound in the heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in the heavens. Now, God can give you what, what to say and how to say it, praise God, amen. I was thinking about this. Our, we have an intercessory team that 
comes in here every week. We have several days that we, especially with all the upheaval that's going on in our nation right now, we've been spending a lot of time coming together as a team. We got, I don't know what it is, 20 to 30 folks that come together and they do it multiple times during the week. And they get to praying and seeking God and they begin to intercede. And when they do, it's always inevitable. When we get done, everybody gets to share the things that God showed them or the things that God said to them. And it's always, every time we get together, that happens. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this, okay? We all come together, take the time to intercede and pray for the will of God to manifest around this nation and beyond. Amen. Now, when you just take the time to do that, God will always begin to show you things and begin to speak things to you. Praise God. You just got to be disciplined to take the time to do it. Amen. That's it. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus did. That's why he was so successful. Praise God. Amen. Let's look at uh, uh, the Gospel of Luke real quick. Praise God. The Gospel of Luke. Amen. And I hope you got an ear to hear today. So Luke, let's go to Luke, uh, Luke 22. Let's do that. All right, Luke 22. Hallelujah. And verse, uh, I'm going to go to verse 42. Now, what's happening in context, Jesus at this time is toward the end, um, you know, not too far off of, uh, you know, uh, being before Pontius Pilate and all that, and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane here right now, okay? So uh, that's what's going on here. And he makes this statement in his prayer to God, verse 42, he says, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, here we go, not my will, amen, but yours be done. Amen. Not my will, but yours be done. Now, we know that the will of Jesus was to follow the will of God. Amen. But he kind of makes it clear here, you know, not my will, but yours be done. So there's obviously because he knew what was ahead. He knew it was about to happen. You know, there's that time where, man, you know, it'd be really nice if something else could happen here instead of this, you know, but he made it clear right up to the end, not my will, but yours be done. Why was Jesus so successful? Because he sought the will of the Father, praise God and then followed it, amen, everywhere he went, everything he said, every action he took, from the times that he spoke uh, healing and health and wholeness over somebody to the time he was rebuking the enemy or dealing with hypocrisy or whatever it is, everything he said and done was successful. It bore fruit, praise God, amen. The scriptures are pretty clear here. You can also read some of this in Matthew 26. You can kind of look at that later. But let's go to Matthew 16, is where I want to go next. Matthew 16. I know I'm kind of cruising along here, but I feel like, um, you know, we just want to drive this point home. Matthew 16. And I'm going to go to verse 24. And I want to talk a little bit about this thing, about uh, His will and not our own will, and, and kind of maybe maybe come at it in a way where maybe it might make a little more sense. Uh, verse uh, 24 says this. It says, this is Jesus said to his disciples. Oh, says, pardon me, says, then Jesus, because I need to re re read that. Then Jesus, this is Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, 
If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, here we go, and take up his cross and follow me. Okay, deny himself, take up his cross and follow after me. Now, when did he say this? Now, if you recall, what he just got done doing was rebuking Peter. Peter, you know, got the, you know, the pat on the back because he did something great earlier, but then he, he, he kind of comes to Jesus and really, in a sense, he tries to correct Jesus in something he was saying. Jesus was trying to make it clear to them what the will of the Father was for him and the price that he had to pay. Well, Peter didn't, didn't see that. Okay, didn't want that to happen. He made it clear that, Lord, we're not going to let that happen to you. All right, we're right here and we're going we're gonna to stand, you know, we're going to protect you, whatever we have to do, because we're not going to let that happen to you. That's not going to happen. See, that was his will. Okay, well, then he gets the rebuke of his life, right? He says, get behind me, Satan, right? For you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Now, then he says this. He said, you know, if you're going to come, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and, you know, to, and, and follow me, praise God. So what's he saying? He's saying this. He says, you, you've got your own, your own agenda here. You've got your own, your own will here, okay? Your will is that what we got going on right now, you don't ever want it to stop, okay? Your agenda is that, you know, that I keep walking alongside you guys and we go, you know, feed the masses and, and heal uh, the brokenhearted and the, those that are diseased and sick and open the blind eyes. And, and they're thinking, yeah, we don't ever want that to go. See, that was his will. That was Peter's will. That this, that this thing that we got going on right now with you, Jesus, we don't want that to stop. Well, he said, listen, it ain't my will. It's the Father's will that we got to do what we're doing. And you're right now trying to you know, stop me from doing that. And that's why he got pretty serious in his rebuke. But he said, listen, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to follow my example, you're going to have to, in a sense, deny your own will here. And that's what Jesus did in the garden. He says, not my will, but yours be done. And he made it clear if there could be some other way that this could happen, that would be wonderful. But not my In other words, I'm going to deny myself here. And I'm going after your will to finish the work. Amen. To finish what I'm called to do. All right, praise God, amen. Now with that said, let's go back to that reference which we kind of toward the beginning here in John 4 again. I'm going to go back to that. And it says this in John 4, in verse 34 now. Again, he's talking to his disciples. He said, my food, my sustenance, that word also means livelihood, necessities of life. In other words, where I draw my nourishment, where I draw life from, where I draw, amen, my sustenance, amen, where I draw my, I said my food, or some translators say meat, might say there, praise God, but where I draw my sustenance is in this, what? Doing the will of the Father. Working toward finishing His work. This is the key. If we're ever going to be successful to the magnitude where we're not only seeing the greater works, amen, but we're walking them out, doing them, performing, amen, like he said, amen, the works that I do shall you do also. Well, how is that going to happen? Then you're going to have to be at a place in your walk with God, just like he was, following the greatest example that ever was, amen, by learning how to deny our own will at times. Well, I'd say daily, actually, 
Amen. In fact, one of the references said it even uses the word daily. Daily. Amen. Uh, you, I choose your will. Amen. Daily. I deny myself. I pick up my cross and follow you. Praise God. So the idea is to lay aside your own will to follow his will. And there's reasons for that. You know, sometimes we look at it, and that's why I brought this out in the area about the works. You know, we, you don't just chase after the works. We all, we all love the works. We all want to see the greater works, okay? And, and you're going to see those things. But how does it happen? It doesn't happen by chasing the works, all right? You need to know they're available. You need to know they're for you. You need to know you're going to see those and walk in those. You need to know, praise God, that's the will of God for you to see that and experience that. But Jesus didn't chase the works. He chased the will of the Father. And when he did, he experienced the works, the greater works. He experienced the signs, the wonders, the miracles. He experienced, amen, seeing success in his words when he, when he spoke to people, when he stood on the hillside and spoke out to people, even when he rebuked somebody or when he uh, pro, uh, proclaimed something, amen, uh, for the future. All this produced fruit because why? He sought the will of the Father, praise God. Amen. And that's how it works for you and me. Praise God. Amen. So he said this, my food is to do the will of him, God's determination, purpose or desire. Amen. Praise God. To do the will of him who sent me. And here we go. To finish. Amen. That's what it's about. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. So are you. To finish his work. Amen. We're going to follow his will and we're going to finish his work, praise God. If we do that, we will see the signs, the wonders, the miracles. We will see the greater works, praise God, hallelujah, manifesting on our behalf. Real quick, let's do this before I let you go today. All right, and that is this. In Isaiah uh, 119, I'm just going to kind of talk briefly about uh, obedience, okay? So Isaiah 119. And some common texts here, but I feel like um, if you kind of see them in the light of everything that we have been talking about here, all right, um, here we go, get my notes up here, Isaiah 1, please, and it says this in verse 19, okay, if you are willing and obedient, you shall, here we go, eat the good of the land. Okay, and of course, it goes on to say, if you refuse, you know, you're, it's, it's not going to be good for you. But it talks about eating the good of the land. Now, it literally, mean, literally means to partake of the best part available. Okay, so if we will just put our will aside to draw on his will, inevitably, you're going to eat the good of the land, the best part available. Now, you're going to see God move on your behalf if you will just follow his will. Now, the reason that's so important is many times because of our own will, we have our own, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, we have our own agenda, so to speak. We want to see this happen and that happen. So we're, we're working hard to make this happen, work hard to make that. Even in the things of God, sometimes we have a tendency to work in the arm of the flesh and in our own strength sometimes to see something come to pass, work hard to get that to manifest or, or that to uh, happen, whatever it is. The point is this, if you will just seek the will of God for that day, for that hour, and just follow that, 
you will see things come to pass. Amen. I'm going to talk about my intercessory team again. You know, when they begin to share all the things that God shows them or things that God is speaking to them, when, especially in the area of intercession, when you, and you get in that kind of an atmosphere and all oh, God's showing things, what you start seeing is the news before the news. And it's so amazing how God will, you know, speak something to the intercessors, speak through them about something, maybe even a word that come from the Spirit of God, or they'll show a picture, speak of a, uh, what God showed them in a picture, amen, or a word that they had to uh, declare. And it's amazing how in the next you know, few days or the next week, all of a sudden that very thing begins to manifest. Or you may uh, talk about something, we think, why would we even talk about that? Why is that coming up in this time of intercession? And then all of a sudden, you know, a few days later, it comes up and you thought, oh, I had a part to play in that because I was seeking the will of God. I spoke something, declared something, prayed something, not even realizing what was going on you know, behind the scenes, what was going on uh, in another location, uh, you know, or what was going to happen, and you don't even realize. But what it was, see, is the following of the will of God. See, if we would have just followed our own agenda, we would have just prayed about a few little things that's going on at the moment and missed out on what God was going to do through, uh, through you as an intercessor. Amen. As a believer, God will show you things that you can begin to change and adjust and, and take care of even before it even comes. Kind of gives you the insight. Like I like to say, the news before the news, praise God. Now, that's just one thing, okay? That might be a corporate setting, but God wants to do that in your life on an individual basis. And if you're willing and if you're obedient to that, if you say, I'm going to purpose, Amen. To seek the will of God right now concerning whatever it is. Amen. If I will do that, if that is my priority, then all the rest of it comes to pass. The signs, the wonders, the miracle, the greater works, praise God. Eating the good of the land. All of this begins to manifest, praise God, on your behalf because of your willingness and your obedience to follow God, praise God. Let's look at another reference, praise God, in Job and 36. And uh, I always love this reference. Amen. Job in 36. Mm. Hallelujah. Job 36, and let's go to verse 11. All right. And it says this, If they obey and serve him, here we go, they shall spend, or, or yes, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Amen. Now, again, it's just giving you another promise. But again, it's about obedience, amen, to serve, amen, to go after Him. See, it's the same, saying the same thing, going after the will of God. I'm going to obey. I'm going to serve Him. That's, that's who I follow. That's why Jesus said, my sustenance, my livelihood, amen, comes from following Him, comes from doing His will, amen, come on, and purposing to finish His work. If I will do that, it all works. Amen. It all comes into pass. It's like all the pieces of the puzzle get put into place, praise God. That's saying things for you. You eat the good of the land. It says in this text that you're going to spend your days in prosperity or success, right, and your years in pleasures. You want to talk about a good 401K plan, right? Here it is. Amen. That's why it pays to seek God. 
Don't seek the works. Amen. Now, it's good to know the works are for you. We're not trying to take away from that. But we don't seek the works. We seek the will of God. And if we seek the will of God, we'll get the works of God. Amen. Manifesting on our behalf and around us. Praise God. One more reference, of course, we all know about Deuteronomy 28, praise God. And uh, I'll probably just give you, uh, just for sake of time, maybe verse 2 of Deuteronomy 28. And it just says this, of course, the blessings and the curse are listed in this chapter. We've done a many a teaching on that. But it just says this in verse 2, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because you're willing to obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now you think about that on a daily basis, on a on a daily basis, and uh, in your daily time with God, Amen. That if you will just hear and listen, follow what He says and what He shows you, Amen. And what happens is it opens the door for the blessing, Amen. Jesus calls it the abundant life, Amen. Paul called it the life of God, Amen. How by hearing God. And following. Amen. It comes by seeking the will of God. Even the blessing, it doesn't happen by you seeking the blessing. It comes by you seeking the will of God. And when He begins to communicate to you, you follow. And when you do that, the blessing manifests. Praise God. Everybody wants the blessing. You, me, everybody. Saved and unsaved, it doesn't matter. Everybody would prefer the blessing over the curse. Where the key, though, is hearing. And following, praise God. Amen. Why was Jesus so successful? Amen. Well, he sought the will of God. Amen. He sought God's will. Amen. He didn't seek anything else. He just sought the will of God. And then when God showed him things, he did that. When God spoke things, that's what he said. Amen. And everywhere he went, the man was successful. Talk about a great example for you and me, praise God. And we're going to come back with it next week, talk about some other areas of this, praise God. I hope you got, an, uh, hope you got something today, praise God. Father, we give praise and glory. Thank you for a people that had an ear to hear and a heart to receive today. Thank you, Lord God, for taking us higher, taking us deeper, making us the men and women of God that we're so destined to be. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.